This is Working to Beat. It is Wednesday night, November 11th, 2020. It's Veterans Day. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you can join us. As November keeps rolling along. On tonight's show, we'll discuss Doug Peterson's little bit of a faux pas today. Not exactly giving a ring endorsement to his quarterback. We'll get into that in a minute. Talk Eagles, Giants, get ready for... This weekend at the Meadowlands, a big game suddenly. Giants trying to crawl back in this thing. Eagles needing to stock up on wins before they go in this brutal stretch of the schedule that follows this week and takes them all the way past Christmas. We'll also discuss the Sixers uh, and how they may tie in with the James Harden and Russell Westbrook stuff that is being in the news today. And we'll, we'll hit a couple other subjects. Of course, at the end, we'll get to Mr. Kern's pick for the Masters, and uh, which will start tomorrow morning. Bryson DeChambeau is the betting favorite, but uh, I'm, I don't believe he's going to win it. We'll get Mr. How, how many? Here. How many guys? Look, he might. I mean, how All many right. guys win back to back majors? Well, it's not just that; it's he. His, but but his, I'm just saying, how oh, many guys? Brooks Kepka, who I actually Tiger betters insider because well, I'll get into that later, right. but. Not many guys win other than Tiger mm-hmm. have in the last 15, 20 years have won back-to-back majors. And that's what Bryson's trying to do. And, and I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying I kind of agree with you that I would, I, I, if I was betting it, I would probably go in another direction. And also college football's mess where the SEC basically gets a bye week. Uh, Mr. Kern, how are you? Uh, go hug a vet today. Everyone, if you, you know, it's like the way yep. I feel about policemen, and I, and I don't mean this in any way with the, to, to, to denigrate the Black Lives Matters or anything, you know, or all the arguments we have about police officers, it's a tough job. It is. And, you know, th- be thankful they're there. Sometimes they screw up, yes. And does it lead to, to serious consequences? Or questions, yes. yes. Yep. It's a hard job. It's the, maybe the hardest job. Uh, you know, the firemen running the burning buildings when everybody else is running the other way. But, you know, if it wasn't for the vets, we wouldn't live in the country we live in. Just yep. kind of keep that in mind. Um, well, you know. and also, I, I, you know, it was funny before we start recording this. Um, I'm not sure if you had ESPN on, Mike, but the uh, in place I, of Maction tonight, Wednesday night Maction, um, ESPN had a uh, replay of a Sports Center featured thing on Rocky Blyer. Okay, uh, and Rocky Blyer going so back. No, no Toledo, Western Michigan. Are you serious? There was no Toledo, Western Michigan. Apparently, yeah, they got preempted by Rocky Blyer. Yeah, uh, apparently he's a, great, he's a great story. He is a great story, but apparently, um, I don't know what happened to this game. Um, but apparently, it is a. It is not on my television. That's all that matters. Well, my friend in Toledo, I know he was, we were making fun of it actually because he, he thinks, you know, all these Mac Wednesday night games. Um, action. Yes. Action. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did they move it to another ESPN? I'm, I'm looking uh, no, here. I'm looking. I, I haven't seen it, but I, I'm okay, looking up. They got some Masters thing on, on, on the um, ESPN, the Deuce. It says college football, Toledo, Western Michigan. <laughs> I mean, was the game canceled? Uh, no, I don't know. It's but it, and now it's now it's on ESPN. Okay, uh, who knows? They it, may have it, backed it up to an eight o'clock start or something. I don't know. But I when I saw it at seven thirty, yeah, it says eight to eleven on my screen. Okay, it said seven thirty, and 
well, whatever. I don't know. It's the Mac, man. It's Who the knows? Mac. Uh, in fact, there's three matching games tonight. I covered that league for all the years Temple was in it, brother. There's three matching games tonight. There's Eastern Michigan, Ball State, Toledo, Western Michigan, and Central Michigan, Northern Illinois. Action. Man, I got to know all those teams, yeah. for better or for worse. I uh, went to Ron Dickerson's first game <laughs> at Eastern Michigan. They weren't in the MAC then. It was just, you know, yeah. a game. I went to see the, your, my favorite coach, Steve Adazio, lose at Ohio. <laughs> Eastern, he's on tomorrow night in primetime. Colorado State and Boise State on uh, FS1, yeah. If Boise coming off that bad loss, probably be in no mood. We'll also get into uh, other college football news, including the... There's no games. Well, including what happened in South... News. Well, including what happened in South Bend last weekend. Well, hey, look. Uh, you know, it's let me enjoy it for a week, damn it. <laughs> it's easy because it's Notre Dame. And it, well, it look, it could have happened anywhere. Could have happened at Penn State, Ohio State... You know, name your school. Should it have happened? No. Should they have been better? Not? They're twenty-year-old kids for the most yeah. part, I guess. But the part. Well, that I, I, I blame. I blame the university. There should have been better security around that well, sideline, knowing but what. But then they had happened. the thing with the president. You know, like yeah, the, the president of the university. Yeah, he he yeah. has no room to talk right now. What, so. what they should have done is issued something because Brian Kelly had predicted that. Yeah. You know, if they'd be, they should have issued something to the people that were there, like well before the game. And said, if you know you are not going on the field, if 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 we win, if you do, you will be punished. You know, send the letter to the parents, whatever. Mm-hmm. And but it didn't because it's Notre Dame, you know, and then they like a good running on the field. And I'm not saying it, I'm not blaming Notre, but that was where it happened. Yeah. So I so you have to blame Notre Dame. So you know. Uh, all right. So let's get to um, let's get to the Eagles. Let's start with them because why not? Uh, the bye week is over. And this all goes to Brett Favre was on first take yesterday, and the subject came up. And I'm guessing since I didn't see it, it, it had to involve Max Kellerman asking because Max Kellerman's favorite punch, you know, punching bag right now is Carson Wentz, and rightfully so in a lot of ways. Wentz has not been good, but is Dan, is Dan Orlovsky still on the Wentz wagon? I believe he is, but I think he's also been blaming Doug more for what's been going on. Okay. Um. So the question comes up to, and I don't have the audio clip, so I apologize. The the question comes up to to Favre, and Favre goes, you know, they should have never got rid of Nick Foles. Ignoring, by the way, the fact that Nick Foles has absolutely sucked over the last four weeks and may get pulled once Trubisky comes back. Okay, so the question gets asked today of Doug Peterson. And Doug goes, you know, Brett's entitled to his opinion and leaves it at that. Now, the speculation is that because Brett and Doug are buddies, you know, obviously Favre talked to the Eagles the night before the Super Bowl three years ago, um, that maybe Doug is talking to Brett and letting Brett know that this is the way he felt and da-da-da-da-da. So it goes on a second question, which our buddy Les Bowen asked. You know, surely, Doug, he goes, well, he's entitled to his opinion. He never really comes out and endorses his, his quarterback until the last question of the press conference where he said basically that, you know, Carson's our guy. And, and left well, Rob, Ma- Rob, Rob Motti was the one who asked him as Doug. Yep. This is your final chance to stop us from saying that you're, um, you know, kind of endorsing you're, that. Or yeah. Whatever. And then Doug was, was emphatic about it. Right. 
that it wasn't. Here, here's first of all, I don't think Doug is the quickest thinker on his feet. No, who's ever, and, and that's no knock at his leadership ability, his ability to coach people. I'm not talking about the X and O Doug. I'm talking about the Doug that gets guys to play hard in December and all that, um, and never seems to lose a locker room and those those kind of things. It's almost like he chose whatever his thoughts on Carson are, whether they're pro Carson, not pro Carson, because I don't know, and we're never going to know until whatever. Right. He was almost choosing to protect his friendship with Brett over protecting his relationship with his quarterback. And this is which I didn't understand. Right. And this is where the PR staff of the Eagles has to go in, knowing this is going to be a question. This was going to be question number one today after what happened with Favre yesterday. But how many times have we said that in our lives, Kevin? What? It's that the PR staff should have told the guy. We say that all the time when stuff like this happens. Oh, and they're because ultimately maybe ultimately, Doug didn't, maybe they tried maybe Doug didn't want to I don't know well and and if that's possible and that's that is possible maybe Doug didn't think what the big deal was did you, did you ever I mean I'm serious put yourself in Doug's position like I'm just saying and Doug's saying hey he went on he's entitled to his opinion uh-huh you know which Doug may really mean that like when what he should have said was like, "Look, I know you know Doug and I are, are, are Brett and, Brett and I, I have a relationship. I don't agree. Right? You know that never came from us. You know, the, here's our guy. Um, and and you know, um, and then you wonder how to get Rob Motti and Les asking. And, and Tim McManus was question. the first one, right? Right. And Doug got a little. The last one he got not snippy, but I mean, obviously you're tired. He got dug. He got dug. Well. Yeah, because and and from but from Doug's perspective, I can understand it a little. In that, and, hey, and let's be honest, Rob was trying to bail him out. Yes, he was. No, no doubt about and, it. And Les was trying to bail him out. This wasn't like a gotcha piece. This right. was like we're no. clarifying what you really trying to but, say here. But you got to remember when Les asks something, I think it always comes with that. You know, because I've heard Les ask a lot of seemingly innocuous questions. They get turned into not innocuous questions. Mm. And maybe I feel that way because I know less. Mm-hmm. But after I, when I hear vi- uh, the audio sometimes, I'll be like, what did Les do wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, maybe that's me. I, um, yeah. It's, it, this, it, Kevin, this is the question that until number 11 wins a Super Bowl, if that ever happens here, that will never go away. No, it you're will right. Never go away as long. And we said this three years ago when they traded Foles, and I think it was the right move. I know that there. I just think it, it it made too much sense. You can't keep the guy who led you to the Super Bowl, led you to a playoff win the you next. You can't year. keep him around. No. Well, not over a guy that you moved up to pick second in the draft. Now, if some team at that point had given you two number ones or something. Uh, and you said, man, okay, we can, you know, we can have foals for a couple years and see what we can do, and mm-hmm. we can use the draft picks to, to, you know, I don't know, but I just don't understand how you could trade Wentz two years after or three years after. I guess well, it would have been well. You know, I, I don't know. you know, if this was a one-time deal, though, I I don't think it would be as big a note. You know, you don't highlight it as much as you do now because it feels like that every little jet you know there's been a lot of stuff that doug 
and the organization almost makes it sound like that they're having second thoughts, that they're not defending this guy when these questions come up. By draft, you know, we talked about this when they drafted Jalen Hurts, that this is the type of stuff that gets amplified when you draft a guy in the second round. But it's hard to to defend a guy who's like got the worst passer rating in the NFL. Oh, it is. I'm not I'm not saying so, that, but this is kind of the yeah. mess you've created. Well, yeah. In a way. In a way, but Hertz has played like three plays a game. I understand. So but I mean, I, I don't, you know, if people want to see Jalen Hurts next week, fine. Go see Jalen Hurts. Play him the whole game. See what happens. Maybe they win. Yeah. Maybe Jalen Hurts plays great. And I, I have no idea. But And also me, it's on Carson. Carson has to grow up a little bit. Well, they all have to grow up a little bit. I mean, you know, they're all in this together. You know, if maybe Carson's not the quarterback that he was for those 11 or 13 games. Yeah, maybe he's not. Maybe the injury, maybe the injury took something away from him. Um, maybe he just wasn't that good to begin with and just played great. You know, we've seen other quarterbacks play great. And then, you know, Jared Goff last year took a step back. Um, you know, and then he's playing better this year. Um, I don't know if Wentz is ever going to be well. This Patrick, is, you know, right. Patrick Mahomes or or Russell Wilson or I think you and I both agree he's going to be the starting quarterback here next year because the cap hit would be too extreme and all that. Well, unless unless somebody that, trades for him. Well, let's. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, I'm assuming that Wentz plays the last eight games. They win the division. They get into the playoffs. I don't know what happens in the playoffs. If they're the eighth seed, they're probably not going to win. Um, you know, I think, again, it goes back to would some, would somebody bowl you over with an offer? Probably not. I don't think at this point somebody would. No. So if that's the case, but the- and, you're, and, you're, and, I, and here's the other thing, Kevin. I just don't know what Jalen Hurts is. I still have my doubts well, that he's going to be – any better of an NFL quarterback than Carson Wentz is. Well, and then part two of this is, do you see, like, are we looking at maybe, how, I mean, this is all on Carson Wentz. And this is Carson Wentz having to understand that where he's going right now. And and look, the guy across from him on the sidelines on Sunday up at East Rutherford in the same boat, Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz both have to learn to stop turning the damn ball over. Yeah, but Jones is in his second year and Carson's in his fifth. There's a, there's a little bit more of a sample size on on Wentz. On Wentz. Um, but I mean, Wentz, but Jones Wentz, has not Wentz. had the type of year that Wentz had back in seventeen either. Look, look, I mean, which was Wentz, his second year. Yeah, but Wentz knows what he has to do. I mean, I don't think Carson's stupid. And we can say all the time about the, you know, they've been injured this year, and and you know they've been injured a lot, even the last yeah. three years. So is that an excuse? Is that a crutch? No, but it's 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 something that's there. I mean, you know, we, um, you know, if Ben Roethlisberger had to play on the Steelers last year, if he had got hurt, you know, he wouldn't have been Ben Roethlisberger. But he's won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Not every NFL quarterback wins Super Bowls. No, you're right. And, you know, but right now, just looking at it right now, this minute, you would take Joe Burrow and, and Herbert, Hebert, Herbert, I think Herbert. it's Herbert, right? Over Wentz. But then again, you would take those guys over a lot of other quarterbacks yeah, you in would. this league. Yeah, you would. So, 
and it changes all the time. I mean, you know, RG3 was tremendous. Yeah. You know, changed the game, and all of a sudden he didn't because he got hurt. Um, now this year we're seeing that the Ravens quarterback, you know, teams are figuring out ways to maybe handle him a little better than they were. The only guy that nobody handles is the guy in Kansas City. Yeah. Who, by the way, and I said this to you before the year, I think he was 4-1 to one to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. And he was the lowest odds, I'm pretty sure. Right. And I said, look, you can do a lot worse. And I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Game. He has 25 touchdowns and one interception. Yeah. Keep Russell Wilson. Keep Aaron Rodgers. The MVP of the league right this moment is Patrick Mahomes, who is also the best player in the league. I don't know. Probably will be for the next ten years. I don't know. Wilson Wilson's keeping a team above water. That defense is last in the league. Is last in the league. I get it. Twenty five and one. I love Russell Wilson. It's twenty eight and five. I think is Russell Wilson. Twenty eight and five for Russell Wilson. Okay, I'm just saying, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that Russell Wilson or Rodgers or, or probably Roethlisberger, maybe, or, yeah, whatever, they're going to all be in the conversation. And by the end of the year, Mahomes may not be that guy mm-hmm. because his numbers may but – he, but we don't, never talk about him. Nobody no. talks about Patrick Mahomes. No, you're right. And he's got players around him. I'm going to tell you something. Andy Reid, that draft pick, mm-hmm. I don't know why he did it, what he saw mm-hmm. – uh, to move up to get him, uh, my God. Yeah. Just, you know. Um, they are playing the Giants this week, and, and Giants winning on Sunday, and they've played, like, four straight really good games, like, for where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, how worried are you? They've, won, they've be, won eight in a row against the Giants, by the way. Every time they step on the field, you should think they can lose mm-hmm. because that's who they are. And that's what their division, I think, because they get Cleveland next, has they, not they nobody have six from, straight they have six straight games uh after this one or five but, straight games against uh teams but, who are playoff. But uh, nobody right from now. their division as of yet has beaten a team from that division. Nope. The AFC Central. Nope. The AFC North. Um look, if the Giant look the Eagles are three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're getting some people back. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much. I mean, obviously, if you're going to have Miles Sanders and you're going to have, you know, that's got to help you. Sure. It can't hurt you. But, I, you know, and look, this. so this is the week the Eagles will win by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's it's going to be the Giants should have beat them, you know, two or three weeks ago, the game in Philly. Yeah, if if Evan Ingram, I, Evan Ingram holds the pass. They, it's, they win it's the a, game. Or, or if Wentz doesn't make the pass mm-hmm. after the 15-yard penalty. penalty. Um, I think it comes down to this, Kevin. I'm just going to say, whichever team doesn't turn the ball over is going to win. Because both these teams... Turn the ball the over ball. less because they're both going to turn the ball over. the week. Well, I'm just saying, if, if the Giants turn it over once and the Eagles turn it over three times... There's a pretty good chance the Giants could win. Right. If those numbers are reversed, well, then there's a pretty good chance the visitors could win. And I don't know who's going to turn the ball over less. Uh, you know, Wentz has been a turnover machine. Eagles are 21 and four in their last 25 games against the Giants. Going back. Because yeah, the Giants two, have been bad. Right. Going back to 2000, uh, 2010. Um, and the Giants won a Super Bowl in that. Or in two, that. Yeah, it was 2009, actually. Okay, Man, so you're you talking could, you're talking about you know there's a playoff win in there and but you're talking about a 
a team right now that, I mean, personally, I don't know where the Eagles go. I'm pretty sure if the Eagles, uh, the, what I said this morning on, on Angelo's show, and I'll, I'll restate it, I'm pretty sure the Eagles will win all three division games and lose every other game in this final eight. You know, at lose the lose the five games outside the division. See, I don't see them losing all five. I I, I see them winning at, at least one of those games, but I think they could maybe lose a division game, um, just because they already lost. You know, they could lose this week. I think they could lose at Dallas if Dallas still cares. Dallas might not care at that point. But Dallas looked pretty. I mean, they got Pittsburgh in a, in a letdown situation last week. I get yeah, all that. Yeah, if Gilbert is playing against the Eagles the week before, Eagles lose that game. Yeah, or, well, or the, the other guy, Danucci. Right, but I mean, Dalton could be back by then. Well, no, no. I'm know. just saying, if you had, if they had played Gilbert, sure, as I, opposed I, to Danucci, I agree with you. Um, yeah, so I I don't want to sit there and say the Eagles are going to go three and zero in the division. They could. If they go 3-0 in the division, they're going to win the division. There's no way. If they go 3-0, that would get them to 6. 6, six 9-1. There's and no one. way they're going to lose because I still think they're going to win another game. I just don't know which one. I don't know if it's Cleveland. I don't know if it's the Cardinals. Right. Um, you know, it's the, the other three is hard, you know, to see them winning one of those three. But, I mean. Right. Who knows? It's the NFL. I mean, every week in the NFL, there's three games at the end of the day. You sit there and go, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. You know, so. Well, at least the NFL is playing, which leads us to college football. Ohio State, Maryland on Saturday has been called. LSU, Alabama has been, can't well, postponed for now. Um, I think there's eight games that are postponed or yeah. canceled. Yeah, number and one. Was ten, and there was, there was ten last week. Yeah, number one, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. I want to say number five, Texas A&M. Uh, five or six. Yeah, they're, they're yeah I mean, there was a decent, decent number of games that were, were canceled. Yeah, uh, Texas A&M is the team among the good teams. Georgia, Missouri, Auburn, yeah. Mississippi State, right. um, Memphis Navy. And I thought the Florida-Arkansas game is hanging by Arkansas. a thread right now. Well, the coach from Arkansas can't coach because right. he's got it, or he's yeah. And the problem is, Kevin, it's a fourteen-day quarantine. Yep. You know that's why Trevor Lawrence didn't and that leaves in the next week. week. Right. It's a ten-day, but if you have to quarantine, it's fourteen, which can take you out of two games. Obviously, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, look, and you know the SEC came out today and said, "Hey, look, we're we're just trying." I don't blame them for trying, but it's almost become a joke to me. It mm-hmm. really has. I, I just, you know, you can't even look to bet games until you check the COVID list. Well, to see, like, you know, which team's missing guys, which team, you know, is this or that. And it's, it's, it's taken all the fun to me out of college football. I know there was a great game last Saturday night, especially if you're a Notre Dame fan. But to me, it was just, you know, it's not the same. And, and we knew it wasn't going to be the same. So, but it's just it, this is this is weird, man. And, really and, and we should point out, like, there's still a couple games. You know, Arizona State game is, yeah. is potentially a, on the right. on the hook. Uh, Utah and UCLA, which right. is supposed to be a 10:30 national television game on Fox. That's. Yep. I mean, you're talking, especially for 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 the for the Big Ten and the Pac-12, which started so late. If you lose games now. If all you know, obviously Ohio State losing a game, if they you know they're not going to be able to make that up, 
that's going to really hurt them because, you know, next week the first rankings come out and we're going to see how this impacts the playoffs. It, it, ain't, the going, it ain't going to affect anything, Kevin. Nobody on a college football playoff committee. First of all, if Ohio State only plays five games, a big ten will change its rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. No college, no team like Alabama or Ohio State or even dare say, I dare I say Clemson mm-hmm. is going to get hurt because they only played one less game than, than you know people think they should have played. I'm telling you right now. They're not going to say to Nick Saban, hey, Nick, you only played five games. I'm sorry. you know. And the stupid thing about all this, the SEC is coming out. Now they're thinking of using the December 19th. 19th game. That's the SEC title game. Right. Why would you play a, like why would you play other games that day? You're playing your league title game. You know, well, would they con- would they consider it's- playing on that that Friday night? I don't care. I'm just saying. It, well, why are they playing? But like, but, like, let's be honest. And this year, it's not as big a deal. But LSU-Alabama is one of those games every year that you look forward to. Sure. And you're not, because LSU already has a game against Florida they have to make up, you're not going to be able to make Alabama play them and play an SEC title game. Or you're going to lose not, that. Right. Can't. But what I'm it, it just messes everything up. I don't think LSU would beat Bama this year if they played 10 times. But they could. You don't know that. So now you're taking the game. You're, it's the whole thing is screwed up, and they're, I know they're trying to do the best they can under all these crazy circumstances. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait till we get into the NBA and the NHL. That's not in a bubble. I actually want to get to that. At, um, well, we can get to that. No, I'll do that. Well, let's do it after college football. But go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't. There's going to be a college football playoff. They're going to pick four teams. I can tell you right now that Alabama is going to be one of them. Um, I'm pretty sure Ohio State's going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you got your, you know, your. I think if Clemson runs the table and ends up playing Notre Dame again and beats them, which I'm not saying they will, but I'm just saying if they do, they'll get in. And then you you'll fight between Notre Dame, yep, Florida, um, you know, because Florida will get a shot at Bama, you know, probably in the SEC title game. The, the team that's sitting there is Texas A&M, which might finish with one loss and not play in the SEC title game, and the one loss would be to Bama. Bama. So, but I, I can tell you right now. I, now, and then you'll have Cincinnati. You'll have BYU. Um, I don't know. Throw me a nut. That will be sitting there. If they go unbeaten saying, yeah, we we, we need a shot. We need this. I, whether they're going to get a shot or not, I I don't know. Um. Yeah. Well, and the question, I'll, I'll throw this out there. You know, obviously, if you're Notre Dame, you still have to be Clemson the second time around. So I, I, I'm i not sure about that. It, it all depends. If you play Clemson again and lose a three to seven point ball game with Trevor Lawrence, I, I and, and having beaten them once without Trevor Lawrence, I, I'm not so sure that that because your one win would trump a lot of people's win. Yeah. Um, and it's Notre Dame. I mean, I, I get it, but yeah, you know, there's going to be like, I, you know, Texas A&M would say that they probably play a tougher schedule, and they did. I'm know? just telling you. Oh, I know. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying that if Notre Dame plays them, they're in the hunt. and loses a close game, not a three touchdown game, a close game, three to seven points, somewhere mm-hmm. in that frame. Where we're in the fourth quarter, the outcome might be in doubt. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that because they'll be able to sit there at the end of the year and said well, we beat Clemson. You know, even though they didn't have, 
you know, Texas A&M might not be able to say it. Well, Texas A&M, I think, beat Florida. Yeah. So they would have that. Yeah, I mean, it's going, look, it's going to get goofy like it does every other year, and there's going to be two teams that don't get in it will say they should be in. And that's, you know, and that's that's college football. All right. You know, the playoff was supposed to solve everything, and, and, and to a degree it does. Right. But it, it doesn't, which is why at some point in life they'll probably go to eight teams. Let me, that won't solve everything either. But, well, let me let me throw Michigan. Th- Michigan and Penn State are not going to be in the playoff. Well, you know, how did you know I was going there? That was next. I didn't know you were going. There. I'm going there. Uh, Penn They're State. They're going to win this week, by the way. Who? The Nits. They got uh, who? They have. I don't care week. who they got. They're three point favorite over somebody. Uh, Nebraska. They're God, going, if you going, don't beat Nebraska, <laughs> it's not well. Good. They're a three point favorite. I'm. I, I would on the road. Yeah, college plays. Uh, it's funny because James Franklin admitted today that not having his family around has been a real distraction for him. His family's in Florida. Uh, part of it is because of the fact that his uh, daughter has a sickle cell um, right. condition. Right. Um, you know, it's not been good for Penn State, but I, I, you know, and you know, I'm not a huge Franklin guy. I don't blame Franklin for what's going on here. This is just one of them goofy years. It, he lost his all his running backs. Journey Brown had to retire. Yeah. Look, has he had a great year? Who, who knows? I'm not. I, I don't dissect. You know, James Franklin. But these are the stories that we never hear about. Right. That we just see these players playing, and we see that even like when these guys were down in the bubble for three, four months or whatever the heck they were there. So, so James Franklin, God bless him, has been without his family. I think since like August. Yeah. Something like that. That's hard. And mm-hmm. I know he gets paid millions of dollars. Actually, since July, Franklin, right. But it doesn't make it any less no. whatever. I mean, you know, um, but that's, hey, look, be, be it as it may, that's part. This, we're all going through things. A lot of people are going through things a lot tougher than me. So I get it. But uh, I just think they're, I just think they're going to beat somebody. And it, it happens to be Nebraska, and I don't think Nebraska is all that. I know it's at Nebraska. I don't think they're all that good. Who knows? Maybe they go to zero and four. Which knows? which leads me to Jim Harbaugh, and obviously the question has been brought up in the last couple of weeks after losing the Michigan State again, after losing the way they did the Indiana. And by the way, Indiana's pretty good. They're they're yeah they're decent. They're I decent. Mean, I, you know we'll see. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is gone. You think he's gone? He's gone because they're not going to extend his contract, so he'll be a lame duck next year. So I would imagine that after this season is over, even if he beats Ohio, I mean, beating Ohio State could could change things. I guess if that if he were to pull that off. What about the cost of paying off a contract year? I I just think that it's it, the marriage is getting to the point. I don't think you want to have him coming back as a lame duck coach. I think it's bad for recruiting, It's which they're already getting beat in recruiting. Yeah, they are. Uh, I think the problem with Jim, and I don't see all their games, I, I don't know, but listening to enough people on TV and stuff, he's trying to play a style of football that isn't played anymore. And it worked for him. He mm-hmm. got to a Super Bowl. It got, you know, he worked at Stanford when he had luck. Um, but it's old school football. Yeah. It's it's. And and that's not the way Ohio State's playing. No, that's not the way Penn State's playing. That's not. I don't. What was not even was. Kind of well, but it's not as much as they used to. They right, do a little right. more spread than normal. I just think Michigan. I think they need a change. I and I think, look, let's say it costs them five million dollars. I'm just throwing out a number. I don't know. 
Michigan can come up with $5 million. Well, the other question is, does an NFL team take Jim Harbaugh off their hands? See, that I'm not sure of. Um, and if it was, I don't think it would be a real good NFL team. No, it'd probably you know? be like the Jets. Um, well, the one thing about the Jets is they might have Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you know, if you're going to start, if you're going to take over a team that's going to be bad, you might yeah. as well have a supposedly good quarterback. Remember, Harbaugh was in the running for the Cowboys as well last year. See, I can see that. Oh, I can see I, that, absolutely. I can see that because Full Jimmy, circus, right. Yeah, full circus, right. And and I, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, yeah, I would never say anybody's never going to get a job offer because he, he took a team to a Super Bowl. There's a lot of guys with jobs in the NFL that never sniffed the Super Bowl. So I, mean, I think the one thing with him, though, was when he got Michigan, I think Michigan people instantly thought, that that meant Michigan was back to the bow days, and and well, so did I. I mean, they were bringing they were bringing the look. He'd been at Stanford. He took Stanford was great when he was there. Yeah. But you're um, also you're also not dealing with the other the 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 Big Ten has more powers than the Pac-12 had when Stanford. Yeah, but when he was went, yeah, I, I get all that, but you still have to do it. You still have to he put Stanford on a national stage for a couple years. Then he goes to the 49ers and he gets Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Takes him within three points of a Super Bowl. Got Alex Smith to an NFC title game. Yeah, I mean, he, he and then all of a sudden, he, I don't know if he forgot how to coach. or I, Like I said, I don't, in college athletics, and you know this because you're a Notre Dame fan and you mm-hmm. know the limitations on Notre Dame. Sure. Geography you, matters. It's it, Speed matters. Yep. When Alabama is getting 22 five-star recruits a year and Dabo Swinney's doing the same thing, and now the guy at Ohio State, or even the guy before him, was doing the same thing. You know, you got to keep up with the Joneses. Well, but but here's the thing. Harbaugh also would have his like preseason camps down in SEC country. And he, yeah, I know. And, and he did all that crap. And it was almost like he just poked the bear. And I think Michigan's the, a tough place to recruit. I think the problem... With, but I think his first couple years, if I'm not mistaken, they were they were. But again, you might not be getting the right type of players, right? You know. But I think the problem isn't that he isn't beating Ohio State. That is a problem. I mean, look, well, it's gotten coaches, yeah. it's a fact that he ain't beating Michigan State. And look, Michigan State was pretty good there. And he's, the last five, and he's 500 against Penn State, and and he's one in four in bowl games. Yeah. I mean, when you add all that up. Like I said, you you can you 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 can't really live with the Ohio State and, and a couple of those Ohio State games were blowouts that weren't supposed. You know, Michigan had that team two years ago, right? Where yeah. Ohio State scored sixty two, I think, yep. on them. Um, I just think it's over. I, I I don't. I think there's two. I I think the people at Michigan are probably looking at it and say, okay, we gave it a shot. It's been five years. I think it's been five years. Um, it is. You know, and 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 if Jim goes in and says, hey. We're going to talk extension, and they might say, Jim, yeah, we don't think so. And then how does Jim react to that? Well, and, you know? and and I think the one thing Michigan people have to understand, look, as an Notre Dame fan, I know this for years, and I'm not exactly in love with Brian Kelly over the years. I, You and I have had this discussion. And I, now, you know, Kelly, it, it's my, that's on me because there's stuff with Kelly's personality I don't like. But the yeah. one thing that Michigan people have to understand is, you know, the reason Ohio State has been able to stay on top is because they had Trestle, and then Trestle kind of 
segue. There was a year or two gap there. He segued into Urban, and then Urban is now segued over uh, into uh, in, into Day. Right. Um, and there are three really good coaches and three guys who knew how to recruit. Well, one guy's a legend. Yeah. I mean, Tressel was sleazy, but that's okay. He but won but that but title. but that name was there. I know. And he I did win it. a national title, and he was constantly in the running. But, but I think Harbaugh had a name too. I think when he went to Michigan. I remember because I said to people, I said, yeah, I mean, it, it, he had the name from from the 49ers. Yeah. And kids knew that. Kids knew, hey, he's the guy who took the 49ers and played Colin Kaepernick and all this. For some reason, it just, the last couple years have been not good. And I just think it, it I mean, you think Michigan's going to give him an extension? No, no. I'm saying that right. I think Michigan well, people, I think Michigan people, though, have to all their. You know, one of the things I've heard about Notre Dame until Kelly really got it going in 12 again was Notre Dame's time had kind of passed in college football. I'm not saying Michigan's time's completely passed, mm-hmm. but putting them at the level of Ohio State, putting them at the level of Wisconsin. Um, yeah, but those those things change, Kevin. I mean, like you said, the years the years before Urban went to Ohio State, they, they weren't great. You know, no, they, they were they still were, pretty good with Trestle, though. No, Trestle, no, but I'm saying the couple years be, be, between Trestle and Urban. Oh, no, no. Uh, when it was it Luke Fickle. And, get, I mean, Kelly has taken him to a BCS title game. Took him to the semifinal. To the playoffs. Right. And, the, and I've heard this said many, many times. The shelf life for a coach at Notre Dame is 10 years. Yep. That's it. Parsegian did 10. Holtz did 10 or 11. The, Divine did 8. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and, he, and he's at that right now. So, he's actually... Twelve, I think, and just signed well, an extension. Okay, whatever he is, but right. I'm just saying he's at that, and and I, I just think I think Michigan thought they had hit a home run. Yeah, and I did too. I, I did, yeah, you're bringing in your former player. <laughs> he bleeds Michigan. The whole deal. I I bought into it, and I think even at the start it was it was decent. It was whatever, and the last couple years it just it, it isn't working. So they're going to have to come to a mutual. Separation. Uh, one. That, now, if you're Michigan, the question becomes, where do you go from there? Yeah, and that's because if you make the wrong choice, you become Minnesota. I heard our and, I heard our friend Zach Gelb on uh, CBS Sports Radio this morning, who suggested that Michigan maybe just to check it out, due diligence, you give Meyer a call because he he you know as his words are, Urban Meyer's not done with coaching. You could. I mean, you could, yeah. I, I mean, you know, and then it's like a uh, Rick Pitino. Yeah. Um, Luke, you, Luke Fickle would be a name that uh, obviously has it been really well I, at Cincinnati. I would look at Luke Fickle. I mean, I'll give you a name. He'll never get the job. Uh, but the guy at Wake Forest, Clawson, Dabo Swinney said something a couple weeks ago that he he goes, he goes, that guy does more with what he has than anybody in our league. And they were supposed to stink this year. Yeah, they were, and they're not bad. And they don't stink. I mean, they're not going to the playoff, but, I mean, they they don't stink. No. I I think the two – I think Fickle would be a great name because, obviously, you're going from Cincy. That's a step up. Well, he also has an Ohio State connection, so you can kind of – I don't know if if Urban – if that's what Urban would want to do, but I I don't know Urban. I mean, maybe – because you're kind of sticking it to Ohio State a little. Maybe. Maybe. You know, maybe I I I don't know, um, but like I, I know it can't Pitino, hurt the it can't hurt to make the phone call. 
Oh, no, you make a phone call. But, I mean, I, I know that whole thing with Patino and, and the Kentucky-Louisville thing for you. That got ugly. That got ugly. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know if Michigan wants to get ugly, but they might want to beat Ohio State. <laughs> All right. And, and the last question before we move on. You mentioned Dabo. There's been whispers that Dabo could be on some NFL coaches, right? Uh, no, NFL. no, 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 no. Would he work? In the NFL? I don't know if he'd work or not, but I know enough guys who didn't work. I think if you gave Urban Meyer an NFL job, he won't. He won't work. Nick Saban didn't work. Nick Saban's going to go down as the greatest coach in the history of college football, probably. Mm-hmm. If not, if not the top, he's in the top three or whatever. He's in the pantheon, um, yeah. So. He didn't work. Now, if they had gotten Drew Brees in, it, it, you know, when they had a chance to get Brees at the Dolphins and they didn't, uh, uh, you know, who knows? May, maybe that changes things around. I, I don't know. Steve Spurrier couldn't coach in the NFL. Um, John McKay sure, couldn't coach in the NFL. Who Holtz couldn't coach in the NFL. Oh, well, yeah. These are so well, he could. He left there. He left the Jets after, after one year. Game. Right. Uh, now, he didn't even finish the year. Right. 13 games. The I'm just saying, college, I think. And even in, in basketball, we don't see a lot of college coaches. A few have. Billy Donovan has worked out fine. Um, but most of them don't. And I think there's a reason. It's a different game. Now, the guy at the Cardinals, the guy in Arizona, seems like he's actually doing a decent job. Um, well, Harbaugh, Harbaugh transferred. You know, obviously right. Jimmy Johnson's I mean, the most famous. Yeah. yeah, there's something to do. I'm not saying they all don't. Um but I just, yeah, I don't see, why would Dabo Swinney want to leave Clemson? It was like about four years ago, they were mentioning Nick Saban's name with, oh, God, like, yeah. why would Nick Saban want to leave well, Alabama? Let's be, let's be honest. There's probably one job Dabo will leave for, and that's Alabama. Yeah, well, he has to wait. Yeah. And even then, let's say four years, let's say Saban coaches another four or five years. Right. I don't know how long he's going to coach. Dabo might have won a couple more national titles by then. He might, he, you know, he might say, "Why am I going to Bama when I've won three or four national titles at Clemson?" Oh, I mean, there is the pull of home. I mean, he's a but, Bama but grad. Again, Ke- but again, Kevin, I'm just saying, like, but the Harbaugh lesson, the Harbaugh lesson could be a lesson to all these guys that going home doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Well, I mean, I'm just saying you have a much easier path in the ACC. That's fair. Yeah. To getting to, uh, you know, a, a playoff. Then you do, then you do in, in, the, in the SEC. I mean, you know, Dan Mullen's having a really good year. You know, the guy in te- Jimbo's having a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're all in the shadow of the Bamas. Yep. And that's what made LSU so great last year. Is, I mean, they had a season for the ages, man. I mean, they they beat seven ranked teams or whatever the heck it was. Yep. And, and they sent like thirty guys to the pros. And I a mean, kid came out of nowhere to be the number one pick in the NFL draft because of us here. That's, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and you know they had the, the best wide receiver. Uh-huh. They they always had. I mean LSU always sends a lot of guys to the pros. Yeah, you know, but everybody in that league is in the shadow of Nick Saban. Yeah. By the I way, mean, Ed Ozron last year. Ed Ozron, that was Ed Ozron's year. Yeah, no doubt about it. But it was for one year. Yep. You know. By the way, that Justin Jefferson guy would have looked good here, wouldn't he? Well, hey, look, I'm not giving up on Reger yet. I'm not he, either. But well, you, that, but that's what you have to judge it against. If Rager turns out to be a really good player, I'm not going to knock the Eagles for taking Rager. You know, I, I'll, I'll knock them for not taking the guy le, uh, two last years year ago. Instead of, yeah, I mean, that was you know, Metcalf's better in two games than, than the Whiteside. Side. Be, yeah, but I mean, the and that's the funny thing is 
think about this. I, I was thinking about this in the offseason when everybody was talking about, like, who's – so Bama gets beat last year, right? Yeah. And, and they don't make the playoffs for the first time in forever. And they come back the next year and they got the best team in the yeah, – now they might not win the championship, but they got the best team, team in the country. In the and their quarterback is actually in the Heisman Trophy conversation. Yep, Mac When Davis. everybody – yeah, Matt, what's his name? Mac Jones? Mac Jones, rather. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Mac Davis you know, was a, another, was North Dallas 40. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, how good is Nick Saban? Look, He's I know really it's good. a program. Yeah, I know it's a program. You, but the Alabama had pretty much stunk since the time uh, Bear left in 82. Other than Stallings in 92. Well, yeah, they, they had, had really David Shula. And, yeah, they were pretty. Yeah, I mean, they weren't always horrible. No. But they were a lot of eight and fours in there and seven and fives. And and then Saban comes in, you know, and just dominates college football unlike anybody else. It's it's unbelievable. Um, all right. We'll do a, quip, a couple quick ones, and then we'll get to the Masters. Uh, one, uh, there's a report today that James Harden and Russell Westbrook have expressed their concern about the direction of the Rockets, which, of course, means everybody believes one of them will end up here. Um, in you know, because obviously Daryl Morey's here, and would you have interest in trading for either one of them? And what is too high a price? You tell me. I mean, but you know, what what's Houston going to want for those guys? Well, if they're uh, in a full rebuild. Probably your number one picks for the next couple of years. And right, but you got to make the money work. It's not just a matter of of giving them picks. No, you would probably you have, have to, to get. I mean, the Sixers. I don't even think the Sixers could make the trade right now. Well, they Unless, they could. It would take honestly to trade for like Harden. You would have to trade both Harris and Horford and your number ones for like the next two three years. Okay, I'm, I'm look. I'm just yeah. If if you put James, I Harden, have no interest in Russell Westbrook. I'm telling you right now, I have none. I tend to agree with you. If you put James Harden on this team. Are they closer to an NBA title? Absolutely. Yeah. Because he averages 35 a game. Do they have serious depth problems, though? Absolutely. I don't care. I'm just okay. saying. I'm if, just. If you can get a player of James Harden's ability. You do it. I get it. You got, but then that, you know, he's going to be making $42 million, I think, in two years. Yep. And it'll be 33, I think, at the time. Now, mm-hmm. you know, we see LeBron at 35. Still the best player in the league, or you know, the second best player in the league, or whatever the heck he is. Um, but I think, and I'm not. It's going to cost you Simmons or Embiid, or because that's the only way you're going to get it done. You, mm-hmm. you are not going to get this done unless the Rockets are just convinced. Hey, we're we're we'll take we'll, we'll take those two number one picks. Yeah, we'll take Horford's salary, um, and give us Richardson. You know, or you know. But they might hold out for like a Tobias Harris. Well, I think you would almost have to trade Harris as part of it to make the the money work. I mean, oh yeah, but see, to me, I I don't know. I I mean, and then you have to have the fact that you have to understand is if Harden's here, he's got the ball in his hands. Yeah, and what does that and what does that do with Simmons? Simmons I I don't have the answer. That's that's. I mean, the, the trade that almost makes the most sense is Simmons for Harden in some kind of a deal. But I'm not but sure the money will line up. Well, I mean, you'd have to maybe throw. Look, it, it, it would involve multiple parts. But I'm right. saying is Harden would probably take Simmons' place. Now, if you do that, you know, one thing Simmons doesn't get credit for—he's an all-defensive player. Mm-hmm. 
So now all of a sudden replacing him with a guy who chooses not to play defense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Doc's looking at. I, I have you know, but any team that can add a James Harden, you you want to. Yeah. You have to think about it. It's like I heard this conversation today, I guess, on one of the TV shows. And it was like, how was it again? If if some team, oh, if the Cowboys, if the Cowboys could somehow get put themselves in a position to get Trevor Lawrence. Right. And they even mentioned the Ohio State quarterback. I, I'm not as sold on the Ohio State quarterback as a lot of people. Tell me the last time Ohio State produced a quarterback that played in the NFL. Like, never is the answer. Mark Sleesta, you know? Yeah. I mean, they've had a lot of guys in the last decade who were great in college, and they're not all that in the pros. Okay, whatever. J.K. Dobbins now, but... He's a running back. I know. I'm talking about quarterback. Okay? And they said, would Jerry Jones contemplate trading Dak, you know, getting some some whatever picks, you know, whatever, and somebody made the, the question, you have to at least explore it. Yeah. And they're not saying he would do it. No. But if you're the Sixers, and you I'm have sure to explore Maury, it. I'm sure Maury is probably maybe already been on the phone. Because, you know, and said, hey, what would it take? You know, get, tell, sell, you know, and of course the Rockets would tell you, you know, it's, it's like when you're negotiating, you know, they'll tell you this and, you know, you start. But if you can get hardened without disrupting your team too much, which I don't, and the only way that happens is if Horford goes back. Um, you know, could you play a lineup of Harris, Simmons, Harden, and Embiid? That's oh. a pretty freaking good lineup, Kevin. Yeah, but the problem is you're going to have to give up either Harris or Simmons to make that trade work financially. What I'm saying is... Oh, if you could. I, I tend to agree with you, but let, let, what if you could talk the Rockets and you give them a slew of draft picks? You know, you're basically just you're gutting your draft picks right. for the next couple of years. Okay, sort of like, and there are certain NBA rules like you can't trade draft, uh, you can't trade number one picks in consecutive years. Consecutive years, years. yeah, yeah. Horford has to be part of the deal. Horford has to be. And yeah, you're right. You probably have to give them, but if God forbid they could figure out a way to do that, Mm -hmm. who in the NBA starts four players better than that? Oh, nobody. I'm not even even the the Lakers. Not even the Warriors. Um. Let's move on to the, uh, the next NBA topic. Uh, December 22nd is the set date. Oh, before you do that. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'll wait till after you do that. Go ahead. Uh, December 22nd is the set date for uh, the NBA to return, but teams like the Sixers apparently are already balking because you won't have people in the arena. So where do you, do you see the NBA starting December 22nd? Well, they're going to lose a lot of money if they don't. That That's what we've been told. Right. I mean, that's what uh, Silver said. So it comes down to how much do you want the money. And given what the virus is doing as well. Kevin, do you think there's going to be fans in the stands in January and February? No. I mean, the Phillies, baseball's already talking about not having fans in the stands for baseball. Well, Augusta. And it's an outdoor sport, and it doesn't start till April. And Augusta, actually, today, uh, uh, the Fred... uh, uh, the head of Augusta Ridley, National. Fred Ridley. Fred Ridley said today that Augusta National is probably not going to have a normal crowd in April next year. Nobody's going to have normal anything. When are we going to get this through our heads that this isn't going anywhere? It, it's going to take, it, it's, we're probably six months away from a vaccine if everything goes well. 
from and, and wide see, distribution. Obviously, there was the announcement the other day, but until yeah. it starts making a difference, let me rephrase the, yeah. question, the, the the premise. So you're talking about the summertime, you know, until we're even maybe feeling more comfortable about our lives or what. You know, are you planning a vacation for next year? I'm not. No, not yet. Okay, so I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe by June we'll be fine. Maybe maybe it'll be behind us. It'll disappear like the president said. Who knows? I have no idea. But I'm just saying, all, you're going through college football. And college, who knows what college basketball is going to be like? But, Duke but get, came, let me, let me Duke, get you back. Duke on the, said that they're not going to have fans. Right. Let me get you back on the NBA, though. At a certain point, do you have to cut the season down? I mean, the travel issues are, are going to be. Well, they're not going to play 80, I don't think, or 80. 72, 82. they're talking. It might even be. I mean, the, the problem the NBA has, and the NHL probably will have the same problem, although they don't. The NHL relies on the house more than, than right, any other exactly. Sport. The NBA, I mean, I heard Silver say something that if they if they started on Martin Luther King Day, it would cost them, and it was, a, I don't remember the exact sum, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of money. And, and that's why he was trying to get the players on board, that we got to start. And apparently he got the players on board, right? Kind of? He did, but now it's owners that are kind of balking yeah. a little more. Well, well, let me ask you a question then. Why don't we ask the owners what's their what's their alternative? Oh, that's well, a good question. They, I mean, do they want to start in April and end in August and go up against the Olympics and 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 all that? It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and we should point out that there was a report today that the IOC is confident they will have the Olympics in in July. Well, they can be confident all they want. I, that's fine. Right. And if we're sitting here in April or May it, with a pandemic still going on, good luck with that. Good, you know, good luck with getting people to Japan and, and you know, keeping them quarantined and all the things that go into that. But I don't have an answer, because I don't know. You know, the owner's got to tell me, okay, we, we, we can't start December 22nd because we can't have people. When are we going to start? Just give me a date. Yeah. Mid-February? Um, and if you went up to uh, the mayor of Philadelphia and said, hey, or the governor of Pennsylvania... I said, hey, do you think by mid-February we're going to have people in the uh, in the buildings? What's he going to tell you? I he'll say I have no idea. Well, yeah, I you mean, know? to be honest, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at the fact that there, you may end up having to, to shut some stuff out uh, and down now. Is Villanova going to have fans this year? Probably not. I I don't know. You know, but I'm just saying. I mean, we don't even know what NFL playoffs will look like. By the way, Westbrook's contract is three years, 123 million. Just yeah. just came across on the screen on the yeah it's uh, like yeah it's it's forty million a year yeah just came across the screen on Eastern yeah. Michigan and Ball State yes I'm watching I mean Eastern. I'm sure there's a way that Maury could do it like I'm sure there's a way he'll he'll probably go to Doc and say Doc what do you think right yeah what what you know and then it's like okay what do we have to give up I mean if you're t- if if you said to me right now Harris and Horford and maybe a one number one. I do it. Their number one ain't going to be that good anyway. I do it. I I think I got to do that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Tobias Harris is a nice player. He ain't James Harden. No. And then you got to go to Ben Simmons and you got to get Ben and and James together and say, hey boys, you know we got a shot to win the championship here. This is how it's going to be. Yep. Deal with it, and uh, you know maybe they can't. Uh, I I. I I don't know. All right. Uh, final question on NBA stuff, and this is lighter, much lighter. Would you have put Boathouse Row on the front of a jersey? 
It's the stupidest jersey I've ever seen. <laughs> but not not so much for that. No. Let me let me rephrase that. My biggest problem with it, as it is in all sports, black. Why black? The Sixers colors are red, white, and blue. You know what, Kevin? I don't give a shit anymore. I don't care. Duke wears black jersey. I don't care anymore. That's not your tradition. That's not your color. If you want to wear them three or four times a year, I'm fine with well, that. And that's what they're doing. Oh, so it's only going to be three or four times? Yeah, it's a special jersey. It's a third oh, jersey. Oh, well, then I take it back. For, 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 yeah, I, here's my problem with the Boathouse Row. If you ask people outside of Philadelphia. They have no idea what Boathouse Row is. They have no is. idea. Well, so what is the point? Like, if you put the Liberty Bell, and I'm not saying they should put the Liberty I don't mean it this way. But if you put the Liberty Bell on there, everybody knows what you're talking about, right? Okay. Right. It's, it's, you know, um, and I'm trying to think of other cities that have done things like that. Um, like Golden State. Doesn't well, Golden it State looked like it there? looked like a ripoff. Yeah, they, they, they had the cable card, uh, the cable right, cards. Right, okay, okay. Right. But but it looked like a ripoff of the old Denver uniforms. The That's old, the old Nuggets uniforms, which was like the, the Tetris. Like well, yeah, the Tetris the Mountains, right. I just, I understand what they're trying to do to honor Boathouse Row. And the other thing I would say is if you're going to have Boathouse Row, you can't really see it that well in that uniform. No. It, it doesn't, like, to me, if you had a white uniform with Boathouse Row and maybe some colors in it because Boathouse Row is always lit up. Right. Um, But you know what? Look, if they're going to sell jerseys and make money and they're only going to wear five, yeah, I don't, I hate the Eagles black jerseys. I do too. Um, but apparently people like them. So especially when you could add that third jersey to be Kelly Green. And, and didn't didn't during the Iverson years didn't they wear a black jersey? Or yeah, something? they did. Actually, I didn't mind those jerseys. I mean, those, those yeah. were with the with the gold in it. That yeah. was that was Croce's thing. Croce loved I the actually, gold. And I actually, to black. be honest with you, I'm so, I'm so old school. I like the ones from back like in Wilt's day, where it said Phila. which is what they kind of tried to go with with the, as their main. Yeah, ones. yeah, I know. I mean, um, look, yeah. I, I should point out uh, our buddy Chris Freed, who is an avid listener of this podcast, pointed out yesterday. Do you realize yesterday was the 35th anniversary of Pelly Lindbergh's death? Well, I know it was 1985. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. To, so they were actually playing then. Yeah. See, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I didn't I didn't know if he had died during this. Like, I didn't know when he had died, but then I thought it was during the season because – yeah, I, have a th- I have a thing up in my back bedroom of the picture that we had on the front page of the Daily News where all the Flyers and whoever they were playing were like with that, their heads bowed. That was the Oilers that night. Oilers, okay. But then I think, I, I'm pretty sure that Mark Wicker, maybe the greatest writer I've ever read, um, went to Sweden for the funeral. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we were over there for that. Um, yeah, and, and look, it was look, it's tragic. It's a drunk driving you know, which kind of makes me rethink Tony LaRusso's brain cells. Wow. Um, But the, and look, it was a tragedy. Obviously you wonder what would have happened. Would Ron Hextall have never happened? No, that's a great question. I mean, Hextall was the goalie in 87, right? Yep. Right. Well, I don't think Hextall would have been the goalie in 87. And no, if Pelly was there, Hextall may have been a trade bait, to be honest. Well, he would have been something because Pelly, Everybody seemed to agree. Now, I don't know how old Pelly was at the time he died. I know he was in the 80 Olympics. Pelly was 26. Okay, so when he was in the Olympics, he, he was only 21. Mm-hmm. Um, but he that's when everybody first kind of saw him. And 
But Pelly, you know, by all accounts, I mean, he, he would have had another decade in this in the NHL and would have been one of the best goalies in the league. I'll bring this up because it's one of my memories of that time. And, you know, I was a young kid. I was 11 or 12 when Pelly died, and it was a huge, jarring moment. Um, kind of like Jerome Brown was, kind of oh, like yeah. Roy Halliday sure. was. Oh, um, but there's a side story. Bob Froze was the backup goalie to Pelly Lindbergh. Bob Froze uh-huh. was a pretty good goalie. You remember that? You remember Bob Froze, right? Yeah. So they, they were coming off a finals appearance then, right? Yeah, they, they had lost to Edmonton in the 85 Cup. They got they got beat in five. And Pelly was the goalie. Pelly was the goalie. Pelly was the... Pelly won the uh, Vesna that year. Okay. And, and I didn't, rem- Bob, I didn't remember And that. Bob Froze was scheduled to be... Was his main backup. Well, two days after Pelly gets hurt or gets killed, they're at a practice and Bob Froze gets hurt. And he got hurt when a puck hit his cup, and his cup exploded. Yeah, that's that's a bad beat. That's man. a bad beat. So the yeah. goaltender that night against Edmonton, and the Flyers won that game. And the Flyers were on like a ten or eleven game winning streak at that point. It was Darren Jensen, who the, the hockey, the hockey, hockey, uh, USA hockey? Uh no. No, he was he was just a career backup, I think. Yeah, but I wasn't he to back up the Jim Craig. No, no, that wasn't him. Okay, okay. No, it wasn't him. Okay, because he's from British Columbia. I'm looking up his hockey. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Obviously, he wasn't. No, played two seasons with the Flyers. Went 15 and 10 in 30 games. Hey, 15 and 10. 15, 10, and one in 30 games. I mean, winning record. But but his little footnote in Flyers history is that night against. Uh, Against the Oilers and shutting down yeah. the Oilers. Um, it's funny you, you mentioned Jerome Brown because I, I, like, I don't know which was. I remember Pelly died on a Saturday night going into a Sunday because I got a call from Bill. I, I think Bill Flood. Somebody called me, right? And they told me what had happened, and they didn't know if Pelly was had died or not. Pelly was but, technically brain dead for a couple of days, right, right? But I had to go into the paper and do something. Right. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like all hands on deck kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The Jerome Brown one, I think, almost took me even by tu- more shock. It was a Tuesday night, I think. <laughs> jo- Jerome Brown? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. And, and you wonder if Jerome hadn't passed, if Reggie would have stayed. I mean, maybe they both would have left because the owner at that point was, was just— Was so cheap. Was so cheap, he didn't care. But, I mean, people forget that, that 1991 team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay? Was and probably the best Eagle defense of all time. Not, not probably. Was there, there's no probably. But they didn't it. have Randall, and they had to go with Jim McMahon. R- Randall got hurt the right. first game at Green, Green Bay. Bay. Bryce Pop. Bryce Pop. Bryce Pop hit his knee, and I remember they went to a, they had a three game road stretch, like in November maybe, mm-hmm. and they won all three. They were all, I think I, at least two of them were in the red. They went to Houston. Pass a pain game. Ten three. Right. They beat Houston, and that was Warren Moon's Houston. Yep. Um. Ernest Givens. Yeah. They finished ten and six. The 49ers finished ten and six. Neither made the playoffs. Right. And they might have been the best two teams. Now the Redskins went fourteen and two that year. And won the Rippin Super Bowl. And won the Super Bowl. So I don't know if you could say they were the two best, but the Niners and the and the Eagles were playing so good at the end of the year. But you know, t- think about that. Ten and six didn't get in. And this year six, well, seven, and one might. Well or six, six, six nine, nine and one. one. Well, remember also, um do you remember who the uh, who the Redskins at that time beat 
to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC? Minnesota. Uh-uh. Minnesota. That wasn't the Minnesota. Oh, 87 might have been the Minnesota. 87 was Minnesota. Okay. I don't, um, God, I don't know. The Detroit Lions. Okay. Because that, that Detroit beat time. Dallas. It was Dallas's first time in the playoffs. Okay. On, uh, with the Aikman. Under, under Jimmy. Under yeah. Jimmy. So that was the last time Detroit's won a playoff game. Yep. It's their only playoff game I think they've won in the last 50-some years. They won the championship, I think, in 57. Mm-hmm. And you're right. 91 is probably the only other playoff game they've won. Yep. All right. Let's get to the Masters. Uh, one, have you seen the scenes from Augusta and how different does it look at, in November? I have not. I have not. I don't watch practice stuff. I don't. Okay. I was wondering if you would. It, it, golf this, is channel or... feel, this is the way I feel about it. Augusta's Augusta. Is it going to be a little different? Sure. First of all, there's not going to be fans there, so right. that, that's different. Um, it made the um, patrons. It's by Augusta. It's it, it's going to be just as great as it always is. Uh, it's going to be just as majestic as it always is. Some of the flowers might not be in bloom, or you know. And to be honest with you, I don't care if the flowers are in bloom or the or the azaleas or whatever. Whatever. Um, it's just it's golf's greatest theater. The only thing I think that comes close to it is St. Andrews, mm-hmm. where they go every once every five years, not every year. It's the one major championship that we know because yeah. we see it every single year. And um, and and the guys, I mean, there's upset winners there. Don't get me wrong; I've seen upset winners, but it's just but there's like, usually a pedigree to whoever wins the Masters. Well, the thing is, there's guys like like you can never. Always count out a Mickelson or, or obviously Tiger, you know, the last yeah. time as we saw. Not saying if Phil Kuma, but like Fred Couples goes there. Fred Couples like 58 now. And he'll go there and he'll have one good round. You know, he'll he'll shoot 70 or something. Wasn't and, Jack in contention at 60? Uh, he, he, I don't know or if he was 58. 60. There was one time I remember it was a Friday. Him and Watson were playing together. Mm-hmm. And Jack, I'm trying to think like when that would have been. Like maybe Jack might have been that. I want to say I want to say 98 was the year. That sounds right. Um, So anyway, they're playing and they're both playing great. They're they're they're, they're, yeah. And it was like the 87 game six for the Flyers. Yeah. The place was shaking. It was absolutely shaking, and they they faded. Yeah, I mean, but it was like that. You know, nobody cared who was leading. Didn't matter who was leading, you know. We whatever somebody was leading, um, and 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 people just wrote about them. And 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 Augusta is that kind of place. Augusta is the kind of place where there's ghosts buried all over the place. There's there's you know, there's tragedies. There's there's you know. I mean, it, it's just it's usually the best theater of any of the major. I mean, even yeah, you, know, you think about Tiger winning last year. People forget Dustin Johnson buried like four of the last five holes to get within mm-hmm. one. Yep. Xander Shoffley was like Francisco Malinari fell apart, was, put it in the water at twelve and fifteen. Yeah, I mean he, but he had just won the British Open. He had won the yeah, you know, and he was leading, and he was he was he was making all these par putts, and then finally, yeah, it, it, this is the great. This is Augusta National of the final two groups in 2019. Six players because they played threesomes and they played early because of the weather. Because of the weather. Four of the six guys hit it in the water. Think about that. Four of the six guys in the final two groups yeah. on Sunday hit it in the water at 12. And one of them, one or two of them didn't even hit the ground. Like it didn't hit the ground yeah. and roll back. And it was just, and then Tiger just stepped up there, put it in the center of the green, 
left himself a 35-foot putt, two-putted, two took his par, and gained strokes on everybody. And that was probably helped him. Yeah, I mean, that was probably maybe the biggest hold it because he left. That's when he took the lead for the first time. The biggest, the biggest thing coming out of Augusta this week, besides obviously how's the course going to play in November with you know the weather and and how the grass could be and all that, might rain tomorrow. I yeah, think. it's supposed to be a downpour tomorrow. Yeah, so the course might play soft, so real soft. Yeah, which gets the Bryson DeChambeau who won the U.S. Open, uh, and is talking about like a forty-eight inch driver. Yeah, he's trying to hit four hundred yard drives, and how much. You know, Fred Ridley, we talked about earlier, Fred Ridley talked today about the idea that, look, if this keeps up, we're going to have to make changes to the golf ball. That we can't well, they, keep. They, they, well, yeah, they, they've been talking about that for 30 years. Jack Nicholas was talking about that when Tiger came along. Um, and, and before Tiger, it was Davis Love the third used to hit. Then there was John Daly. I mean, this is not like a new phenomenon. No, but could it make well, a course like Augusta, which is now kind of limited on how much room they can add? Obsolete. Did it make Marion obsolete in 2013? I mean, that's all I heard for like for like a year. You know, Marion. Yeah. First of all, Bryson's got to drive the ball in the fairway. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and he has problems doing that sometimes. Um, if pure distance meant was the only thing that mattered, then we could pick the winners of the golf tournament before it started. It, it's, uh, you know, like I said, Davis Love the Ju- the third was that guy. John Daly was that guy. Then Tagger came along. And they kind of changed Augusta for for Tiger because he was hitting wedges into a lot of greens that were designed. So they added, they added, they don't call it rough. They call it a second, second cut. Game. Right. Um, and the other thing is, if it's wet, see, I thought this at Marion. I got because I figured, okay, it's gonna be wet because of all the rain. Right. It'll be like shooting darts. Well, first of all, the USGA can do anything to a course they want, but if you hit it in the rough, mm-hmm. it then makes the shots out of the rough. Now, Bryson's and and we heard Brooks Kepka. Did the same thing a couple, a couple years ago. He said, I'd rather hit the ball in the rough and have an eight iron to the green than have a six iron from the fairway. Well, okay. I can't argue with that logic. I mean, if that, you know, but I don't think, I'll put it this way. If the next 10 majors they play, is Bryson DeChambeau going to win four or five? I doubt it. But See you know. the flavor of the month? Well, yeah, he just won the last major. Well, I mean, I mean, of course he's yeah. the flavor of the month. He won the last major and was the only guy to break par, and he's hitting the ball, you know, eons. Yeah, yeah, of so, course. So who are you picking to win it? Was was Jordan Spieth the flavor of the month? Yeah, yeah, but I think Spieth had a little bit of staying power. I mean, no, but what I'm saying, no, I'm not saying Bryson DeChambeau doesn't have staying power. Well, what I'm saying to you is. There's always a flavor of the month in golf. Rory was a flavor of the month. Yeah. Jordan Spieth won three majors in, in three years, almost won three masters. Um, he was the flavor of the month. Then Kepka comes along. He wins four majors. Yeah. In less time than it took Rory to win four, but then he had the knee injury, you know, and, and that's kind of knocked him back a little bit. They're, they're, this happens in golf all the time. And I'm look, I think what Bryson's trying to do, hey, you know, it, it's fine, but I just don't think it's his, like, it's not like Darth Vader showing up this week. Now, that being said, if he wins this week, oh, my God, you know, the whole world would be going nuts, and rightfully so. I'm not, um, I, I don't, I would not bet him at 6-1 to one or wow. whatever he is, 7-1. to one. I think there's better value on the board. But Such of course, as? The only value is who wins. I don't think Rory's playing well enough. Um, 
he's, he's really not Rory right now. And it's the only major he needs to win for the Grand Slam. Kepka played actually played well last week, coming back in Houston. First, I well, but he played well. No, no, I'm I just saying in Houston for people Houston. who don't follow the tour a lot. Oh, okay, yeah, right. And DJ played well last week, um, coming off the COVID positive test he had. Um, DJ's only won one major. He, he finished second. No, Kepka Kepka finished second. I well, this is what I did. I've got John Rahm in a pool that I had to pick like two months ago, so. I don't know what that means. John Rahm made a hole in one yesterday where he skipped the ball yeah. across the pond at 16. Me picking a guy usually means he ain't going to win. Okay. Um, I took, in my in my pick for betters insider, I took Kepka. And the reason I took Kepka was he's been a factor in seven of the eight, eight last majors. He didn't play in the last one, which was the U.S. Open. I don't know if he's ready yet, but his track record is such – now, he's never won Augusta. He did finish second. Um, and he's 15 to 16 to 1. And I just think of all the guys at the top, I'll take a shot on the guy at 16 to 1. You know? I'll, I'll go I'll go with Shoffley. I think Shaw, this is Xander's best shot at Augusta. Uh I thought he played well last year. Uh, you know, it just it just kind of feels like it could be his time. That that's not going on anything but a gut feel. Well, he's uh, he's in thirteen majors. Uh, let me see if I got my numbers right. Thirteen majors. He's had seven top tens, five top fives, but four of those top fives were in the U.S. Open. So, doesn't mean he can't win in Augusta. He's he's certainly a fine player. Uh, the guy Terrell Hatton uh, has been playing as well as anybody this year. Um. Patrick Cantrell is another guy who you could, Cantley. or Patrick Cantley, excuse me. Cantley. I just saw him. You, you could take almost any, I mean, I'll tell you what, like, like a Bubba Watson has won there twice and he's played the last two weeks. He's, or no, the last two, I, I'm messing up my numbers now. He, he, the last two Augustas, he's finished seventh and 11th. So like, if you said to me, Bubba Watson could win again and he's been playing well, wow. like the last month or so, um, yeah, I always, I don't like Tiger. Uh, well, and, and, you know, uh, that, that was going to be my that was going to be my next question. How could you pick Tiger? Oh no 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 no. Yeah. What's no, more? Just... What's more likely? Tiger's only had one top ten finish this year. We should point out right. to people. Uh, well, he hasn't played that much. No. What's more likely? Tiger missing the cut. Tiger on within four strokes of the lead on Sunday. Man, that's a tough one because. It's hard to see Tiger missing the cut because he's played so well there. For but he's also been so rusty. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if he's ever missed a cut at Augusta. I'd, I'd have to go back. He's only missed a cut in like five majors. Um, I, I mean, while I don't necessarily think he can be with like, you know, a factor, so to speak, on Sunday, I wouldn't bet him to miss the cut. That That's just me. Especially as the defending champ and, yeah, I don't even know if they're doing a champion's dinner this year. Yeah, they, they did last night. Be. They did last they night. They did it? Okay. Yeah. Because that's a big well, – well, hey, Tigers hosted four of them before, so. Um, but uh, it's it's just – but like I said, Kevin, Augusta's a weird place. Like, you can go there. I mean, look, who would have picked them before last year? Well, he, he had a little like, more win behind him at that point, though. But he, he played wasn't on a lot of radars. I no. mean, I don't think people thought he was going to like. He had won at the tour championship. The 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 yeah. 
yeah, the fall before you play and well won, and, and he won the Zozo. The yeah, um, they, they got yeah. I agree with you. I'm not. Um, or no, he won the he won the no, he, he won, won the, the one down in uh, he won right. the one in uh, San Diego. Right, but I, I'm just saying. I mean, no, I don't think he had won since the Tour Championship. I think he won the Tour Championship, and then I think the Augusta was his next win because he didn't play much. I don't think no at the no. beginning of last year. But yeah, I mean, look, you could say to me. I would never underestimate Tiger Woods' ability to do anything. As I always say to people on Better's Insider, put five bucks on him, just in case. You know, he's 40 to one. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Put five bucks on him and, you know, see if he makes more history. It's just hard to see, for me to see him winning, especially with so. Oh, another guy we didn't mention was Justin Thomas. I, and, I'm just seeing the thing on the Golf Channel well, now. Justin Thomas can be inconsistent, mm-hmm. okay? But when he's like, you can take any of those top uh, eight to ten guys, especially like four or five of them. If they're on that week, they're going to be tough to beat. Like Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, DeChambeau, right. obviously, Justin Thomas, Rory, and DJ uh, Kepka. You know, if those John Rom is another one of those guys. If they're on, if their game is cooking, you know, they can they they can be pretty good. And the question is, will like three of them be cooking? Then you got a great masters because, you know, then you got like three of them, you know, fighting at the top of the leaderboard. Um, it's it look, it's look. I, I mean, Sunday's going to be a problem though, right? Because the Eagles are on at one, right? Yeah, but they're is hoping it, to be done by two thirty, three o'clock. So Augusta is. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what, pal. I, I I'm going to have to. I might not. I might miss the first half of the Eagles game. That's why they have I'm DVRs. Just, I don't have a DVR, well, so I'll have the two screens going at the same time here. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll probably just be flipping back and forth. And, and it's actually weird because CBS has no early games for the NFL, obviously on Sunday because they have the Masters. They oh, so that's why they're doing the Masters early. Okay. Early, yeah. There's three four o'clock games. Okay. So, um, well, then, then they better hope it doesn't go into like four extra hole playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony Romo's getting the week off. Yes, he is. Uh, when you look. What's where do you see the final score being? Oh, that's that's look. The final score at Augusta can be anywhere from like 17, 18 under to five. Five, yeah. The the problem with Augusta is, and I don't know if it's going to be a problem, is when the winds kick up. Mm -hmm. When the winds kick up and it dries the course out, yeah. Okay. And then the greens become treacherous. I mean, even more treacherous. That's when they have problems. If it's not windy, and I forget the temperatures. I don't care what the temperatures are. But if it's not windy and, and the course is playing a little softer, perhaps, um, you know, then you could get into the teens. I mean, you could get in. What was Tiger? What was Tiger? Like 13 or 14 on the last year? 13 last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, and he bogeyed the last hole. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, where he didn't care. He was just trying to make a bogey to win. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, if, I mean, off the top of my head, I would say go go around 14 or so. And at 14, 15, 13, somewhere in there. And, and, but if some guy catches fire, you know, uh, it was Jordan Spieth in 2015. I think he tied Tiger's record. Before, um, before we go, my final question that you're, that is one of the sporting events I have always wanted to be at, but I've never been able to get there. Um, and I probably won't now at this point. Um, everybody talks about obviously the rolling hills and everything. And I've heard you and Marcus talk about, it. but 
for the average listener, describe what makes Augusta special. Well, first of all, the the topography you, you can't understand by watching on TV the hills. You, you just can't. It, it 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 doesn't do it justice. The 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 elevation changes a lot as you're walking the court. I mean, it's a tough walk. It, you know, because I've walked it enough times to know. And the 18th is straight uphill. So, um, it, it look. It's because they go there every year. Mm-hmm. If they went to Augusta once every five or six or seven or eight years, like they do Oakmont or Wingfoot or Shinnecock Hills, it, it would still be great, but it's not the same. It's the only major that's played at the same place every year. St. Andrews is every fifth year, um, which, like I said, is the only place that I, I, I you know, I would put up with it. Um, and, I mean, and then, look, there's some great places. I mean, Pebble Beach is a great place. You know, Oakmont, Marion, there's a, but Augusta's Augusta. And it's such a kind of private place. I mean, it's no more private than Pine Valley, you know, but right. nobody gets to see Pine Valley. Um, it just has that, you know, you know, Magnolia Lane and, and this and that. And, you know, you have the, Hogan's, the Hogan Bridge, the Sarazen Bridge, the Nicholas Plaque, the, the, the Arnold Palmer Plaque. I mean, you know, it's, it's just got all that. And um and the one thing I've always heard from people who have been there, souvenirs are cheap, food is cheap, pr- everything's pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah, they don't care. I mean, they care, but I mean, you, you know, I mean, I haven't been there in five years, but I mean, you used to be able to get a like a pimento cheese sandwich, I think, for a buck or a buck fifty or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they I, I they figured once you were inside there, you would you would you would earned it. You know, you, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't have. Expensive stuff in the souvenir tents too. They do, um, but you know, it, it's. I guess it, it's just. I, I get it's just hard to explain, but it's just when you walk into the grounds, you just feel like you're part of history somehow. Um, even when I went back, I did 25 in a row, but it never got old. You, you never, you never got tired of it. And I think because it's the first one of the year, too, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like spring is here. Yeah. You know, now, obviously not this time, but, you know, spring is here. The golf season's really starting. You just had the final four the week, you know, the week before. Football's over. Baseball hasn't really started yet. Um, You know, the NBA and the NHL really aren't into their the, – No, the playoffs, playoffs will start like the week after or so. It right. comes at a great time on the calendar. Because mm-hmm. it really does have you know, this stage to itself, yeah, pretty much. And you think of all the people who've won there, and and you know, I know I know they used to say like you know you're not like like uh, Tiger Woods. I think I just said once, you know, you, to be a true champion, you got to win at St Andrews, you know, because Nicholas had won there, and Jones had won there, and yeah, this guy had won there. But the, the same thing. I mean, and you get the green jacket. You know, yeah, I mean, think about think about sports. Think about I can't. I mean, the two things I think about are the claret jug at the British Open, or the Open Championship, as they call it everywhere else, and the green jacket. I mean, is there anything better than seeing a guy sl- slip a green jacket on? You know, especially when it's like you know, Tiger slipping it on Phil, yeah, you know, or so, or something like that. Um, I don't know if that ever happened. Yeah, you know, Phil had to put it on Tiger. Yeah, and then and then that's right. And then Tiger had to put it on him in two thousand six. Six. They took, they took turns winning there for a couple years. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it's it, it's just the things that are different there. Like you know, 
I got to go eat in the in the clubhouse. You could sit on the veranda. And I one time I was sitting next to um uh who was the guy that made the double eagle? Uh, Gene Sarazen. Gene Sarazen, right. Ninety year old Gene Sarazen sitting there right next to me ordering his lunch. You know, it's, it's uh the day I played, I got to play twice. The one time I played, they gave us a locker in the champions locker room, which nobody really gets to see. Upstairs, right? Upstairs. They gave me George Archer's locker. Now, I'm five foot zero. Pretty much, George was six foot eight, so I mean, like, <laughs> and I thought that was pretty uh, pretty neat. Um, and, and as I said to people, Kevin, I, I can't make this up. You will not find a weed on that place. You can walk. I don't care. You can walk all over, you know, and and you will not find a weed at Augusta. Now, maybe there'll be weeds this week. I, but I doubt it. See, it's it's interesting. Like you haven't seen some of the, the the footage, but seeing some of it with the with the fall colors, and the weather's supposed to be in the seventies still. Yeah, so it's supposed it's to be Georgia. I mean, you know, right. And the other thing, Kevin, I think that sets it apart a little bit because everybody knows the course. I mean, everybody knows the back nine, which ironically was originally the front nine right. when they first designed the course, and then I don't know what the reason was that they changed it. The back nine is. So much can happen on the back nine. Yeah. Because you have 12 with the water. You have 13 and 15 with the water reachable par fives mm-hmm. that can turn into sixes if you're not careful. Or or it could be or, or 15, it could be a it could be a three. I mean you, Absolutely. I mean, you know, when when Jack Nicholas won there in 86, you know, he makes that three on 15 mm-hmm. and and then the earth is reverberating. I mean, and then and then Sevy, who who probably should have won it in the, the water, dunks it in the water. And and the, th- the thing about it is, you can hear the cheers. Now, this week, obviously, that won't be the case. But you can hear cheers, like, all over. You know, somebody makes a cheer, and you know yeah. that Greg Norman just eagled the eighth or something. You, you know, you know where it is. But, you know, it, it, and it might be, the, you know, maybe it won't be as good this year be- because of that. I I, I don't know. I, I you know, I well, don't know. Well, one thing, we always talk about the first round. You can't win the tournament in the first round. You can certainly lose it. And there's a stat on Golf Channel as I'm talking that since 2014, the lowest position for a eventual champion after the first round is tied for 11th. That was Tiger last year. And that was yeah. actually, I think, two shots back because uh, yeah. it was kind of I mean, a cluttered you know, field. I mean, I remember the one year, it was Curtis Strange shot like a, a, an 80 the first day or something and then should have won the golf tournament. He, he got to the back nine. Put it in the water. At put it in 15, the water twice. At 13. Right. And 15. Um, and I think the one year, I'm trying to remember who won it. That was a Faldo win year, I think. One of the um, years Faldo won it. No, 80. I'm trying. No, no, no. That was Bernard Langer. Okay. Uh, it was 85. Um, but, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I agree. You know, you can go out and shoot 67 the first day, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're winning anything. But, um, you know, you don't. Augusta's not the kind of course. Unless it's playing really, really tough, which I I don't think it's going to play this week, where you know you know that like four unders probably not going to win it. Yeah. So if you go out and shoot a couple seventy ones the first couple of days and you're, you're eight shots off the lead, it yeah. doesn't mean you can't win. It just means that you're digging yourself a, a little hole. bit of a hole. Yeah. Uh. All right. So we're back on Friday. Hey, I, I know what I wanted to throw at you. Go ahead. One quick thing before we go. Riamolto tur- turned down his money. Procedural. Okay, so so nothing gets read into that. No, it's procedural. Okay, 
Okay. The Phillies will get a dra- the Phillies will get a draft pick if they don't re-sign him. Right. Um, we'll get into that on Friday. Uh, to be honest, it's going to be a long time before we have the real Muto answer on whether I'll be back here or not. I think we kind of know where it's going, but uh, I'm can, not. Can somebody contact him now? Or they allowed yeah, everybody's go? everybody's allowed to to contact him. So. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So Friday we have Tyrone Johnson joining us from uh, ninety-seven-five The Fanatic. Uh, from Mike Missinelli show, also from Sixers Outsiders on NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll talk Sixers. We'll talk the some Emmy, Eagles. The Emmy nominated Emmy Sixers Outsiders. That's right. Um, so we'll talk. Have we, to, have we been? Have we been Emmy nominated? We have not been anything nominated. Okay, just checking. Uh, so we'll have Tyrone on. We'll talk a lot of different things, and we'll preview. We'll give our football picks. We'll recap the first two rounds of the Masters. I'm, it's going to be looking, late on I'm Friday looking, night. I'm looking forward to Tyrone. I, I've Tyrone's really, awesome. Yeah, I've never really gotten to, to, I don't know him, right? but I listen a lot, and there's a lot of things, you know, he says that I'm, I, I, I just find there's some interesting t- topics, and um, sure, and I, I might bring a few up that might maybe make some people feel uncomfortable, but I don't care, because I know he'll give, I know he'll give great answers. Right. So, so you know. Tyrone will join us on uh, Friday night, and uh, we'll also have our football picks, so it'll be a good show. I ain't making football picks this week. Oh. Uh, you know, last week, actually, as goofy as it sounds, the teasers bailed me out of like three uh, in the NFL. Um, because I kept looking at them to see. I'm like, you know, like I think the Texans, like I had them down to a win, and they only won by two. Right. Um, and a couple of my yeah, some things, Kevin, are so in front of you and so stupid that I don't like the the Cowboys last weekend. And I know they hadn't covered all year. I get that. Them getting two touchdowns should have been like my first pick. Yeah. Because the Steelers were coming off those two huge games, you know. Third straight road game. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was their third straight road game. I just third knew that yeah, you're right. Uh, and there was like another game. It was like the same thing. Um, and I, I was it the, I, it might have been the Jets on Monday getting like, like 10. Oh, you the and Pats. I, you and I both said we'd, we'd like the Jets. Yeah. Double, double, I'm telling you, when, when a team's getting double dig. Even when you think the team doesn't have a chance, a lot of times those double digits they cover. Yeah, just because this league is so goofy this year, like trying to make sense of it, it, it just kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Yep. So we will talk to you on Friday. Thank you, Mister Kern. Okay, babe. Take care. All right. Our thanks for you to you for joining us as we get you set on another week. This has been. We're going to be...